Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network in conjunction with the Sampson Family Foundation, striving to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. Now here's Ralph and your host, Mac McDonald. Welcome into the Winter Circle Network for this weekend. Great to uh, great to talk to you. Ralph Sampson is here, of course, the star of the podcast and the show. And uh, Ralph, uh, I, we've got great, great guests coming up, and uh, and I'll I'll do that tease in just a little bit. Uh, a lot has happened, of course, and you know we've got our final four weekends, and and just you know it's been a lot of fun. What was your reaction to Roy Williams' retirement last week? Well, you know, everybody thought it was an April Fool's joke uh, because it was done April the 1st. But, I mean, when does Roy Williams retire or Kashef or any coach retire from something they've been doing for 30, 40 years, right? I mean, Jim Bayham, 76 years old, 40-some years. We had him on the show before, but still going strong. You know, Roy must have got tired after him. It's been a long year, right, in this COVID thing. And so I know it was probably taxing on him as well. He probably wants to enjoy his family a little bit more. But I, I, I'm just shocked that he's going to – he's got to be involved in basketball somewhere doing something, I'm sure. But he probably felt it was time to go. And I'm sure, he, you know, he told the school something about this before. But, you know, the fiber of Dean Smith and Carolina, it's going to be a, D, a Dean Smith descendant that's coming in there and coaches next sure, because sure. the tradition has to keep going. But Roy Williams, what can you say, Hall of Famer, coach, friend, person. I mean, Mac, he recruited me um, in high school to come to North Carolina. So we go way, way back. And hopefully I can pick his brain and hopefully get him on the show one of these days as well. But, hey, congrats, coach. And, um, you know, more power to you. And, um, you know, your, your, your career is very successful. And I'm so proud of you going out the way you want to go out. Yeah, we may have to do that interview on the golf course because I think he's going to spend a lot of time there. He loves loves the game. 72, graduate of UNC. His 18th season is uh, the head coach. He just ended that. 48 years overall, 33 seasons, 903 wins, and uh, a 2007 Naismith Hall of Fame inductee. So, uh, yeah, Roy Williams really, you know, truly one of the greats, the great runs at Kansas and uh, the great runs at uh, North Carolina. Uh, He led the Tar Heels to the record of 485 163, two other final fours, nine ACC regular season titles, and three ACC tournament crowns. So, yeah, some uh, really, really special stuff. Well, uh, nice transition because we're going heavy ACC today. And before, you know, we go to break here uh, to set up what's going to happen, the fact that we've got (laughs) – 
89 year old lefty Drizel, his son Chuck, who's a, a coach in his own right. And uh, at some point, Buck Williams is going to join us today. It's a Maryland reunion. I don't know how on earth you put together a Maryland reunion. <laughs> well, you know, Mac, Maryland runs deep at the, at the rival school at UVA. And, and we'll talk about that. I'm showing the show my, one yeah. of my last my last career game on University Hall against Maryland. So we, I'm sure getting that here uh, during the show as well. But to have Coach Drizel that recruited me out of high school mm. that was on my doorstep, which we'll talk about as well, saying, don't go to UVA knocking on the door. <laughs> to have him talk about this now. But also, as you can see, we, we have these type of shows, and I think we'll do more of this because I like the camaraderie with a coach or player or, or players that yeah, either played against stuff. each other. Well, the story just come out. And stories that you guys out there listening will never hear if we don't do this. So stay tuned for more shows like this because I think they're really special. Yeah, good stuff. All right, we'll go to break. We'll come back. It's the Winter Circle Network with Ralph Sampson. I'm Mac McDonald. Lefty Drizel, his son Chuck. And at some point, Buck Williams will join us. We'll be back after this. The mission for the Sampson Family Foundation is simple. We strive to uplift, empower, and educate the communities we live in. The foundation promotes charitable and community input, educational development, health and fitness, and scholarship opportunities. The Samson Family Foundation's initiatives focus on patients with cancer, educational scholarship programs, and give students guidance in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. The Samson Family Foundation encourages limitless possibilities. Your financial support is tax deductible. To learn more, call 540 540- 615-5097. The website is samsonfamilyfoundation.org. Uplift. Empower. Educate. It takes teamwork to make the dream work. I was pretty good. I thought I was better than the coach thought I was anyway. But so then after I graduated from Duke, I, I got a JV coaching job. Well, I got, truthfully, I got a, is my time over yet? You know, I've been practicing this for three days. You're listening to Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Once again, here's Ralph and Mac. Welcome back to Center Court with Ralph Sampson on the Winter Circle Network. And we are pleased today to have uh, two of the greats, the one and only Hall of Famer, Lefty Drizel. Uh, former coach at Maryland, JMU, Georgia State, Davidson. I mean, truly one of the great, great coaches uh, in college basketball. And Chuck Drizel, his son, who was, uh, who's been around the, the world as coach, been a head coach, high school coach, and uh, uh, played under his dad. And uh, we're just, I tell you what, if we open this notebook, Ralph, it's, uh, there, there will be a few stories, I think, today. The yeah, only thing I want to know, Chuck, is if, if the way they play college basketball today, would coach let you shoot every time you touched it? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, he'd have to put me in the game first. Me the game. Uh, we still talk about that now, but uh, yeah, I think he would have because I was a good shooter, and he knew he knew it would go in, and he won. He wanted everybody's shot to go in. So I know you can shoot, yeah. but co- coach, would you have played him? You know, I mean, the day's game of basketball where it's guard oriented. You know, coming down the lane, you had some tough guys when I played against you guys. You couldn't go down the lane as a little guard and. And go down there yeah. without getting hit or smacked, right? I know. Hey, that guy from Dallas. Have you ever seen him play? I don't know what his name is, but he's from Greece. Yeah. From a from a he is he might be the best player I've ever seen. 
Jokic or whatever his name is. Yeah, well, it's good. Well, Lefty, a lot of questions, of course, and your time in the ACC and the friend you made and, and Chuck, your experience with the ACC. What was it like in the early 80s? And, and I guess two-part question, Lefty, did you try to recruit Ralph? Did I? <laughs> I, I yeah. In fact, I had one of my assistants, Joe Harrington, somebody left, right? So I had a vacancy on my staff. So I said, I said maybe Lucas can can uh, recruit him. <laughs> so I hired Lucas for about six months. <laughs> so so he was my assistant, and I flew him up there to Harrisonburg to see Ralph. And uh, of course, it, I, I wasted his time and mine too, because Terry had him all <laughs> locked up. See, Terry, look, Terry Holland came to see him play every high school game he ever played in. Am I right, Ralph? Yes, he did. Oh, he's, you know, Coach Allen says his car knew how to push automatic and get to Harrisonburg every time I played. So he, he was over there most of the time. <laughs> I know. And I was over there about eight or ten times, but not every game. <laughs> it paid off. But, Coach, you, you remember, uh, you know, Mac, when I'm, I'm announcing that I'm going to UVA with down to four, mm. I mean, you know, and I'll tell you, and Chuck knows what I'm talking about. So lefty Coach Dizelle is the was the best college basketball recruiter in the world he could recruit anybody <laughs> right so i'm i'm announcing where i'm going john lucas is outside the door of the building said no 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 don't go to virginia come to maryland come to maryland still <laughs> as i already made my decision <laughs> trying to get you to switch yep yep yep, yep. Uh, at growing up there were only two players i remember um my dad really talking about and you know, just like, wow, who are these guys? And number one was, was Moses Malone. And I remember when he got him, he popped a bottle of champagne and stained the ceiling in the house. <laughs> and then the other one was you, Ralph. Uh, no. And he didn't get you. So <laughs> I don't want to tell you what he did when he didn't get you. <laughs> hey, at least he played for one of my, my players, right, Terry? There you go. There you go. Well, All in the family. I always rooted for Terry, except when y'all were playing us. Yeah, Chuck, <laughs> what was the Maryland Virginia rivalry like? I don't know. It, you know, it was it was always it was Maryland Duke. That was a big rival. You're talking about when I was playing it, right? Maryland? When you were there in the early '80s, yes. Yeah, we just always thought they thought we, there was a rivalry, and to be honest with you, we just always thought that the Virginia people thought they were better than us. You know, and that's what it. <laughs> you know, it was, it was a smarter. You know, the guys were smarter and tougher to get in academically and so uh, you know I, I we didn't like them we didn't like them very much and uh, <laughs> but I, I just I it was I would say it was them Virginia and Duke were our two mm -hmm. biggest rivalries lefty was it hard to coach against Terry Holland because you guys were so close at Davidson no no <laughs> Terry, Terry was, even when he played for me he was a character you know he always doing crazy stuff and making people laugh. And so, you know, I, I go up there to play one year, I know. And uh, and his wife, who's my friend now too, and my great friend, she used to sit on the sidelines there, you know, and, and I could see her. But at one game we go up there and I see the president is up there holding up a sign and said, <laughs> oh, oh, I know it had a picture of my head. Uh, you know, a big picture of my head, and it said, 
It had the gas gauge. And it was it registered empty, right? So I, I know Terry was behind that. So I look around, and there's the president of the University of Virginia holding up my head with a, a, a gas gauge on empty. So I, I, I gave him a victory sign. <laughs> but... I know Terry put you, put him up to that. I know he didn't do it on his own. <laughs> Great rivalry. Mm-hmm. Before we go in, in more to college, so I have to remember, Chuck, I don't know if you remember, I know Coach remember. So I come to camp at Maryland. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's I right. come to camp at Maryland. And great recruiting visit. I got to play with the, with the, with the counselors. Chef Steve the Bear, Boston, Luke, all the boys and, and the bear took me aside because it was getting real physical. And, and I mean, the bear was uh, a kind of rough, rough playing guy, right? Uh, yeah. Shepherd. Oh yeah. He took me aside and said, look, I got, I got this. Watch me take this guy out. So, I mean, it was a council game, <laughs> but, but I, I was a camper and it was the week of my birthday. Coach, I don't know if you remember that. It was the week of my yeah, birthday. I know we gave you a birthday he gave cake. me a birthday cake, the whole deal. And then John Lucas took me to launch out downtown DC. I'm at camp. So I don't know if that's legal back then or legal today, but we did it. We figured it out. We figured it yeah. out. But Lucas was uh, late every time for roll call, so I yes. had to fire him. I said, you, "You're fired." <laughs> oh, that was that's good that, that one thing good I do time. remember, Ralph, is those counselor games were epic. I mean, epic. It was Mike Jaminski. I mean, it was a who's who in the ACC, and yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it was hard to get in those games. So it was hard to get in those games. You lost, you, you're still on the sideline for a yeah, while. But I, I just remember how physical they were. And and, and, and Steve, like I said, Shepard, was, he, I don't know, it was coach, you did that perfectly, but he was always on my team. <laughs> well, I was doing everything to try to recruit you. Now, that, that, <laughs> okay, that works. Before we uh, started to record, you guys immediately started, and I so I got to get you on record because we immediately started to talk about Ralph's last home game, and uh, and Chuck and Lefty both were talking about what they remembered, and of course the two missed free throws and Lefty. So your strategy was to foul Ralph and get him to the free throw line. I'm pretty sure it was because see. We didn't. I didn't have my best defensive player, Herman Veal, because he got in some trouble, and they wouldn't let him play. And uh, I knew. Look, I knew Ralph. Would, there were a lot of pressure on you in that game, right, Ralph? Oh yeah. Hadn't you missed a lot of free throws prior to that? Probably during the course of the game. I, it yeah. was a physical game, and I, I probably. I mean, my you know, percentage was like seventy-two, whatever. But I, I, I think I had missed quite a few that game. That particular, uh, well, if I remember that particular game, you were not making your free throws. So I don't know right. if that played into my dad's decision or not, but I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I said, foul, Ralph. I said, he got 12,000 people in here with tuxedos <laughs> on. I said, he got to choke. It's like, you know, I, I play hunches like that. that Chuck, we were playing North Carolina when Michael Jordan was playing. Uh, North Carolina was ahead by one point with four seconds or two seconds left, and we had the ball under North Carolina's basket. So I said, and I hadn't played Chuck the whole game. But I said, <laughs> we, we've been working on this last second shot, and Chuck had been making it in practice. So I said, Chuck, get in the game. 
And I said, I, I know Gene ain't going to be worried about Chuck. No, he's going to be <laughs> wide open. But, hey, Michael Jordan come up and blocked his shot. <laughs> I was. I was wide open. So your, your, your philosophy and your gut was right. I just couldn't get past Jordan. <laughs> but you, you were slow to draw, Frank. You, you know, he had a long vertical leap and a long wingspan. So yes, he that's, did. that's the way, what happened there. Great stuff. Well, that's, like, that's probably what I was thinking with Ralph. I said, look, he can't make his shot. Man, he got all his pressure on him. And, you know, he can't make two. I think he would have had to make two to beat us. Yeah. And, and so, uh, you know, I said, I know he'll miss one of them. Mm-hmm. They're going if he didn't knock. I I don't think you didn't miss it on purpose, did you, Ralph? No, no, I wouldn't. I, I knew I could. I made one. We're going overtime, so the first one, okay. You know, you got a second one, and I missed the second one. And we attributed Craig Robinson because he tipped it back to me at the free throw line. And I just turned around and shot it. My son Chuck was my assistant for a long time. He's a a, a basketball coach now, making a living coaching. I got three grandsons that are making a living coaching. So I got four of my family that are still coaching. So, you know, basketball has been great to me. And for me to get in this Hall of Fame is like unbelievable. And thank you very much. This is Center Court, presented by the Winner's Circle Network in association with the Sampson Family Foundation. Welcome back in the Winter Circle Network. This is Center Court. Chuck Vizell, a former Maryland Terrapin, uh, just a, an outstanding coach in his own right, and Hall of Famer Lefty Drizell, who needs really no introduction, Ralph, as I said, the left-hander. Uh, truly was one of the – I mean, he was written up by, you know, the scribes and the iPads. You know, they called him one of the better college basketball coaches to ever storm the sidelines. Yeah, I mean, and you and you say storm the sidelines, Chuck. We know that left hand was always <laughs> up in the air, you know. So I, I got pictures of that left hand pumping up in the air that, that he won. So storming sidelines is just, uh, you know, that's, that's the vision you get of Coach Zell. But you know, Coach, I know you love the game of basketball. I mean, I love it, Chuck. Everybody here loves it. So it, it's played now in a different way. What do you think about the play, the the, the players today compared to when you coached? Well. We were playing against against you, who you could have probably gone pro after your freshman year. Right. And, and now these guys go pro. They get, they'll come to Virginia or Duke or North Carolina or somewhere and stay one year and then go pro. So we were you were playing against better players. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you look at the players every time I see the Celtics play and. This guy, this team in the pros play. They got Duke players or North Carolina players, or in Virginia's got a couple of players there. So you were playing against tougher competition. I mean, the competition was tougher then because guys normally stayed in school four years. Yeah, we we, we got a chance to mature and, and uh, develop. I mean, I come into the ACC and, and at Virginia at, out of high school, 198 pounds soaking wet, playing against. The likes of you know you got that Maryland and and uh, remember Moose Campbell you got that at, at, at Clemson and Larry Nash yeah. too as well. I mean, wasn't no way possible I was going to be able to compete physically with them, you know, or or the likes of you know even Big Moses uh, in the NBA if I'd have came out my freshman year. So you understand that? Would you have recommended guys to leave? I know you may have some guys that thought they could go pro, but most of your guys stayed. Nobody came out early, but Moses Moses was just ready to go. 
No, Brad, Brad Davis came out early, and he's got his jersey retired <laughs> with the Dallas Mavericks. Okay. And who else came out early? Buck, I think Buck Williams. One. Buck Williams came out yeah, early. Yeah, Buck Williams came out a year early. Yeah. So uh, some of them came out. You know, so the one the one that I wish it had to come out is Leonard Byers. Right. He, he didn't even ask me. You know, those other guys, Coach, should I come out? And I would say, yeah, if you want to or whatever. And uh, But Leonard Byers never asked me. And he could have come out and then he, then he died, you know, which was sad. Yeah, yeah. yeah so sad. He was right. a ter- terrific player. And, uh, Ralph, I think I think right. somebody has dropped in. If you'd like to do that in Yeah, that was a, that, Mac, but that was kind of perfect timing. So, Coach, we have a surprise for you on here. Uh-oh. And I'm not I'm not going to uh, say the name, but I'm going to let him introduce uh, tell himself. So go go for it, and, and and you know who I'm talking about here. So go for it. Make sure he can get the surprise. And who who's on here? Who's on this call? Coach, how you doing? This is the best power four you ever coached. <laughs> He's a chief shepherd. Buck. How you doing, Coach? <laughs> oh, it's Buck. Okay, Buck. Yeah, it's definitely Buck. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Buck is a he was a tough man. In fact. I'm going to tell his story. Ralph Ralph probably remembers this. Buck was, you know, they would say the starting center for Maryland is Buck Williams, and the starting center for Virginia is, is uh, Ralph Sampson. And so Buck, Buck, had, Buck had great big hands. He still has big hands. I think he had, well, that's why he couldn't shoot free throws. His hands were too big. So he, he you know, Ralph would come out and, put his fist out there and Buck would slap him. That's what they we used to do. Remember that, Buck? Yes, we do. We did. Yeah, yeah, and, 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 and uh, Ralph remembers it too, I'm sure. So when Buck would would hit Ralph's hand, he'd hit him so hard that Ralph would just rub his hands together. <laughs> <laughs> so, so everybody started doing it. But Buck wasn't really doing it to be dirty. He just he was just fired up and he has great big hands and so everybody started doing that in the AGC and they were having fights out there <laughs> so now they don't shake hands anymore or scrap hands a, slap hands what, what, what coach did not you know tell you guys that he was throwing red meat for the whole week Buck was a great great person and a great great man and a, a credit to the university of maryland and just like ralph was at uva they were they competed against other against each other several times i recruited ralph uh in college and i was hoping that ralph would uh come to the university of maryland but uh terry holland had other other plans for ralph i was looking forward to playing with ralph we would have been unstoppable uh they playing together in acc i'm sure we had probably a couple uh Boundaries hanging from the rafters in Coldfield House, uh, but he liked to go to Virginia and had a just phenomenal career. Uh, but I, I enjoyed his family when I recruited him. He's an excellent family and and uh, just an outstanding uh, young man. And uh, I always liked Ralph a lot, and and he's had a great career. And and uh, you know, I just wish we had an opportunity. Chuck Drizel, Lefty Drizel, Buck Williams with us on on center court. So Buck, I had asked a question about what was the rivalry like with Ralph and the University of Virginia? Well, you know, first of all, you know, I was really a power forward, but Larry Gibson graduated uh, the year before uh, my my 
junior year, Larry Gilson graduated. So court, coach uh, put me in the center position. And, and really, as it turned out, it was the best decision because I got a chance to play against some of the greatest centers in, in the country. Uh, it's amazing how things kind of work out because you know, I had to play against Ralph, I had to play against Campbell and Clemson, uh, Mike Jaminski, and they were one of the best centers in the country. So, so really, by me playing well against them and being able to hold my own, really got me noticed and got me, uh, you know, chosen third pick in the draft. I mean, we have phenomenal centers in ACC. Larry Nance was in the ACC. So uh, yeah. it was some great players, and uh, and I was just very fortunate to play that center position. And so, Mac, I mean, obviously, a relationship with Buck goes, goes way back when. Mm-hmm. And a couple of things I recall, one is that I'm on the free throw line, <laughs> and 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 you, and you guys know so it's me, Ernest Graham, Buck, and Albert on the free throw line, and Ernie said, "Look, you should have came to Maryland because you'd have been playing with three Hall of Fame players. Whatever, we get ready to kick your you know what." And I'm like, "Okay, Ernie." What you, and I'm like, "My first couple of times playing, I'm like, what are you talking about, man?" But anyway, that rivalry started early on. But uh, playing against the likes of Buck and as he mentioned, all the center of the ACC, I mean, it's a great honor to do that to be in that class. But we connected through. Facebook, uh, you know, a number of weeks ago, and it's definitely a pleasure to have him on. And we'll come back and do a special show with Buck one of these days as well. But, but what? How did Lefty recruit you? Because I mean, the left-hander was a you know unstoppable recruiter, and you you came out of the likes of North Carolina. So, what made you go to Maryland? Well, first of all, you know, Coach Brazil, you know, and we all know Coach. You know, he says what's on his mind, and he's very unpretentious. And he came, and my family met him. They felt very comfortable. I mean, the first time he recruited me. He came out of North Carolina and started talking to my family about barbecue and hush puppies. And my mom, you know, she was, <laughs> I mean, she, she's a great cook. And, you know, Lefty, he was saying all the, the, the good things about my mom. made her feel very comfortable. Originally, she wanted me to go to Carolina. And uh, these people recruited me very hard at the end of my career because some rumor was that I couldn't get into North Carolina. But Dean had given me a letter of intent uh, in my, my senior year in uh, high school. But at Lefty was there every day. I mean, he came to all my games. He spoke at my uh, war ceremonies. And he never just, just unstoppable every day. If he wasn't there in Rocky Mount, Will Jones was there, or Joe Harrington. And I, I just had a good a good feel for Coach Argezel. I mean, he really helped instill really good work ethic in me. And, uh, and he really made a difference because the offense we played in college is similar to the offense that, that I played in, in the pros with Larry Brown. So, it was an easy transition for me, and it just is still that work ethic. And he, he just kept things going. He's very humorous. He just kept a very fun uh, locker room. And I, I just love Coach. Uh, he really made a difference uh, in my career for me. I, I, I'm glad I went to Maryland, and it was a great decision, and I don't, I don't look back, and it was the best decision I could have made. Well, thank you, Buck. Thank you. And, <laughs> hey, you're, you're the best thing that ever happened to me, too. Because, <laughs> hey, hey, Ralph, I don't know if you remember this, but somewhere along the line, after you graduated, you, somebody asked you, who's the t- toughest guy that ever uh, guarded you, you know? Yep, yep. And then you said Buck, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I mean, being seven foot tall, but Buck six foot eight, but and he had leverage. But I mean, we all know Buck was stronger than Ox. He's a country boy, so uh, you know, you put that, you put that, you know, today Buck would be uh, accused of murder in 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 the post people. Uh, and we all know that, but you know, you can't yeah. touch anybody these days. Back then, you could you could murder somebody coming down through the lane, and you know, I know. My sophomore year, when Coach Brazil told me I was going to play the center position. 
when Larry Gibson graduated. Uh, John Coach and Coach's assistant, he said, Bob, I'm going to pull you aside. He said, you're going to be playing this raft a lot of centers next year, so you need to develop this jump hook. And he took yep. me to the gym almost every day, and we developed the jump hook because that's the only shot I could get over raft. And I knew it. So if I could get to that center, I could get that arc on the ball, he couldn't get it. But, uh, you know, it was really great playing against him because he really made me a better player. You know, R- Ralph and Mike Jaminski, those guys made me a lot better. And I'm glad that I was, again, I was glad I was able to play that center position. Hey, I'm 80, 89 years old. To have these two guys talking on the phone together, it just makes my day. I mean, it's great. Because I, I, I love both of them, you know, and I love Terry Holland. And in fact, uh, Roy Williams retired or something today, and, and he t- named some great coaches he coached against, and he didn't mention Terry or me. Uh, well, <laughs> well, that's, but I don't, know if, I don't know if we ever competed against him. I, I think Dean was there the whole time. The thing I like about Coach Giselle, I love about Coach Giselle, Coach Giselle was not afraid to go into inter- the urban centers and recruit uh, players of color. I mean, he went in, he was very comfortable, and he was one of the first coaches on the bench. He was very colorful and very entertaining. He added so much to college basketball, and I'm, I'm so proud of him for making the Hall of Fame. He deserves well, it. He you, always Bob. had to fight to, to get his recognition. I'm just glad that at the end of the day, He's in the hall with the rest of the great coaches in this country, and he, he deserves to be there. I've been married 66 years, and she is the greatest thing, the greatest recruit I ever had, the most MVP I ever had, and uh, I love her to death. I couldn't get along without her, and she gave me four beautiful children, and, and the girls, I just saw them. They were all here tonight. I got 11 grandchildren four children and a couple of husbands and wives, and every one of them are here. And, and, and. Welcome back to the Winter Circle Network with Ralph Sampson. Great to have everybody. Chuck Drizell is here, the Hall of Famer lefty Drizell, Buck Williams, and just really an all-star uh, performance this weekend. Uh, Chuck, what was it like not only playing for your dad, but the X's and O's? And I'm sure you learned a lot of basketball from Lefty along the way, but like the way he handled Buck or the way he, you know, game situations. How much did you learn from your dad? Oh, my dad's my hero. He's my mentor. Uh, I've learned everything from him. And um, I was, I always, I tell everybody, uh, I, I was so fortunate and blessed to be uh, in the position that I was to be able to go with my dad to, Cofield House to the practices when John Lucas and Tom McMillan, those guys were freshmen and uh, to see guys like Buck and Ernie and, and, and all the great players that came through. And, um, you know, now that I'm older here, I look down, I'm like, you know, I wonder how I would have responded to a little kid running around, but Buck, you're one of my heroes too. I mean, you and Lucas treated me like uh, I was your own. You taught me things um, that I would have never been able to learn had I not been given the opportunity by my father to have the access I had. I mean, I had the keys to Coalfield House, so I'd bring my friends. I'd bring my friends from high school, and uh, you know, and then and then you know, they, they, the guys would were treated me great. I mean, they 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 respected me. They worked with me. They taught me. So I didn't just learn from my dad uh everything i learned from the great players like buck and mm-hmm. 
Lucas and, and, um, and all of them. And then I got a chance to play with some great ones. Uh, I wish I would have gotten Buck would have come back one more year uh, because I would have been able to play a year with Buck. Uh, and, and we would have been a lot better than we were <laughs> that year. We were, we were about 500 that year, but, but anyways, uh, it, it's, it, I, it's, I can't even put it in words, though, what I've learned from my father and being around the great players that he had. No, that's great stuff. Well, you, the, thing about soccer too, the thing about soccer, you know, a lot of, uh, College coaches' sons and kids are, are kind of brats, but Chuck and, and, and coaches' uh, family, you know, they they were so close and they 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 invited me over to the house and the team over to the house all the time. They really integrated us into their family. I mean, we went over coaches' house, the team, several occasions. We go out every year. We go fishing. Or he would have called me. He put me in charge of the uh, the Christian group uh, for three years out in college. Uh, so he really, uh, that's very important to him. And he, he really, uh, made, uh, made us a big family and Chucky, he wasn't a brat. He's very, you know, just a humble kid. Uh, his dad was a, a superstar in college park and in the country. And he was just, just unassuming and very unpretentious. And we love Chuck and, and coach's family. They really uh, took all the players in and, and that was what made it so, so, uh, very difficult for me to leave my third year because it was such a family. And we really enjoy playing. I uh, really enjoy playing for coach. You made the right decision. <laughs> you made the right decision. Although you hurt me, hurt my one loss record. <laughs> when I left college, right, uh, I was on the fence. I was talking to uh, pro sir, uh, Donald Dale, and uh, I told coach I was considering leaving college. And coach said, you know, son, you're not going to be playing against, you know, Ralph Sampson, amateurs next time. Uh, next year, you go to pros. You could be playing against Moses Malone and Dr. J and all <laughs> as a coach, you know, I said it's all cool. I said, I hate to leave. I said, uh, but uh, you know, he, he agreed. He said it's probably time for you to go. But uh it was a tough decision. I, I really didn't want to forego my last year, but it was just a great opportunity. Somebody kinda of yeah. worked for my whole career and I had to, I had to leave. It's, so, it's just just like Ralph missing that free throw in the last game. It, it was meant to be, right? <laughs> meant to be, meant to be, meant to be. Yeah. So, Mac and, and Coach and Buck and Chuck, whatever. So, center court this show, I mean, my heart is, you know, I'm, 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 I got chill bunch right now because this is what this show is about. Coach mentioned it in the last second segment, but mentioned is that we can talk basketball all day long and X and O's, right? But the relationships and the friendships will last forever. But also today, sports and basketball, Mac, we talk about all the time. UVA, we had one little bitty weight room where all the athletes came in. Now they got everybody got their own weight room. Basketball is totally different in relationships today than it was when we played because our relationships last forever. And, Coach, we talked about this at, uh, at your Hall of Fame induction. I know you would say some choice words, but I won't say that on the radio. But – that going, it took a long time to get there. Ain't nothing changed. You, you, you were coaching. I'm glad you got in as well. You well deserved, as Buck said, because you, you you were a Hall of Fame coach before, you know, a long long time ago. So I'm glad they finally got it right. Well, thank you. And Chuck, see, Chuck was around a lot of good plays when I when he was just a kid. Uh, you know, at Davidson, see, we were, we were in the top ten, one, two, three, four four times, and then we were in the top 22 times. So I had a lot of great players. In fact, see, people don't know this, and I know it's been black, black, whatever you call, Black Lives Matter. See, I recruited 
Mike Malloy, who was the first black player in the South. And see, I, actually, I had already signed Charlie Scott to come to Davidson. Yeah. And then Dean got in and stole him from me. <laughs> see, uh, Charlie Scott and and uh, Mike Malloy were going to be roommates. He would, and, and Mike Malloy and Charlie Scott are the two first black players to play in the South. And, uh, you know, I've been trying to get Mike in the Hall of Fame, but I can't get him in there, but he should be because he was a great player. So Chuck hung around all those guys, too. We we had a lot of great – Dick Snyder played in the NBA for 10 years. And so, anyway, Chuck was having a lot of great players. Lefty, what was it like off the floor with the likes of – I mean, I know you had the relationship with Terry Holland, but that ACC was so competitive and so – you know, did you have a good relationship with, with Dean? When when Coach K came in the league and Jim Balvano, <laughs> did you have did you have good yeah did you have good relationships with these guys? Hey, Terry Holland named his dog uh, Dean. 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 <laughs> so people ask him, "Why'd you name your dog Dean?" He said, "Cause he whines so much." <laughs> no, we didn't have a very good relationship with him. In fact. Uh, I, I saw one of my players at Davidson. I was talking to him a little while ago, and I said something about Charlie Scott got in the Hall of Fame the same time I did. Oh, I don't mention it. And I hate Charlie Scott because <laughs> <laughs> he knocked us out of the final final four two years. So anyway, but we it was competitive. You know, the ACC was very very competitive. Yeah, and Coach K inducted you into the Hall of Fame, though, right? I mean, with with John Thompson and and George Ravley. Yeah. I mean, your your Hall of Fame was special. Now, your Hall of Fame induction was special. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. It was for me. I waited a long time, but it was worth it. Yeah, <laughs> it was worth it. Well deserved. Well deserved. In fact, sure. I was. I told my wife yesterday. I said, I want to get a nice suit to be buried in, you know, I want to look sharp. He said, no, bury in your Hall of Fame coat. <laughs> well, yeah. that, 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 that won't be anytime soon, so tell her just put it back in the closet so we all good with that. But yeah, I don't know. You'll be all right. Wait till you get, wait till you get 89. You'll I, 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 hope I, can, I hope I can make it to 89, Coach. I mean, it's well-deserved. But so so another part is, so, so, so Buck, Chuck, and Coach, whatever, Basketball is basketball, right? But I'm going to drill down this a little bit deeper. The thing that, you know, I learned from Coach Holland, Coach Berge, as, as Coach remembers, but some of the things that, Coach, you wanted your players to know, and then players, what did Coach teach you? What, what, what Take one thing that he taught you that you still carry today, Buck. I know you uh, do some things off the court and, and life and now. What are you doing now? How, did, how has Coach made an impact on what you're doing now? Well, I, you know, I had a conversation with my son. He played a little ball, a uh, D3 ball. And, and he's, you know, uh, been employed by some nice corporations. And, and we had this conversation about, you know, the fact he played ball and learning how to do teamwork and uh, learning learning how to, you know, operate when the clock is down or things are not going your way. I mean, these are life skills that you learn through basketball. You know, Coach taught me a lot of these things uh, at the University of Maryland, you know, how to, how to you know, defensively, you know, uh, making sure that you, you share the ball. You know, in life, I mean, these are life skills that you learn, and 
And uh, I, I just encourage all kids to play basketball. You know, just sharing the ball. He coach, coach talked a lot about sharing the ball. He talked about defense, you know, defensive things on the court. You know, uh, helping your teammates was big with him. He had a fit when, when somebody got beat and you didn't come to help. Uh, so all those things uh, that I carried me through the NBA, and it, and it worked very well. And I was defensive, all defensive team, first team, second team. You know, and just being able to share the ball and, and, and play unselfish really carried me, you know, to the top of my career. All those, all those tricks and things that I learned from uh, University of Maryland coach, Al Drizel. Let me tell you something that Buck did. And a lot of the guys on our team didn't go to church. But we tried to get them to go, didn't we, Buck? So yeah. Buck said, let's have a, a reunion. Not a reunion. What were you? Retreat. 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 Let's have a retreat the first week in our school. And we'll go up to a Reverend Chilton had a camp up there somewhere near mm-hmm. Camp David. And he said, we'll make all the players go up there and we'll let Reverend Chilton read the Bible and talk about the Bible, right? This was Buck's idea, really. So <laughs> I said, that's great. I said, but I don't know if they'll be able to go, if they'll want to go. So I told him a couple of them said, "Oh no, I got I got something to do. My, my sister's getting married. I can't come." And I said, "Buck, Buck, you tell them they're going, or you gonna kick their butt." I said, "Every one of you guys are going, whether you want to go or not." So we left Friday after class. They went up there and read the Bible till about three or four o'clock in the morning, and talked about religion and going to church and God and Jesus and stuff, you know, and, and, uh, so at the end of it, I said, I said, you, you I give, I gave us some little three by five cards and I said, write down on here. If you want to do this next year or you don't 100% of them said on it, we want to do it again. So uh, Buck started that tradition really. That's awesome. And that was, that was a great thing that he did at Maryland. That's yeah, those great. are some of the things that I carry, you know, my whole career in life, you know, the things I learned there at our college park and our coaches responsible. He put me out front. I had to take all the bullets. <laughs> <laughs> but but it, it was all good. But it, it was just uh, nowadays, you know, uh, that camaraderie, you know, and I carried in, in Portland, we had the same close Nick team in Portland, you know, Clyde Drexler and Harry Porter and all those guys. And that was the kind of environment that I normally played, played in and it's, it was just this great, you know, team camaraderie to have guys or teammates you share commonalities with and be able to do some things off the court because it built team basketball, built chemistry. And yeah. The game of basketball is all about chemistry, you know, uh, you playing your role in chemistry. And that's, that's been the key. I mean, that's what the key now you see in the NBA. The teams that have more chemistry, a lot more in common, and want to, you know, to play well together and share the ball are the teams that are going to win. And that's, uh, that's right. pretty Absolutely. much what happened in uh, my career. Buck, uh, Chuck, Lefty, uh, we can't thank you enough. You guys have provided us with just a, a, a great memory, and a lot of people will want to uh, hear this, and we just can't thank you enough for being part of the Winter Circle Network. I know I speak for Ralph, but as you said, the relationships go deep, and we just can't thank you enough for taking time tonight. I mean, it's it's the best. Chuck, thank, thank you. you. When you get to be 90 years old. <laughs> That's all I just say the guy the guy that missed the free throw. Just say the guy that missed yeah, the free yeah, throw. Yeah, yeah. Ralph, Ralph, big Ralph, Ralph. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> guys, well, thank, thank you. Guys. Thanks for keeping us significant. Uh, no problem. Yeah, I'm, Th- I'll be in touch. Thanks, coach. 
And uh, all right, thank you all. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks, Great guys. Great talking to all of you. More of the Winner's Circle Network with Ralph Sampson and Senate Court when we come back. To get into sports casting, you need experience just to get your foot in the door. I can't tell you how many times in my career somebody will ask me, how do I get into your business? How do I become a sportscaster? The first thing I ask is, what have you done? Do you have any experience? And the answer is normally nothing yet. It's because they couldn't find a program that provided the real world experience that you need to get started. So I set out to create a program designed for the next wave of sportscasting talent. And my partner was an obvious one. Full Sail University, great track record in entertainment and media, great alumni group, and the ability to evolve as the industry changes. We're offering a bachelor's degree that combines the professional expertise that my fellow sportscasters and I have built our careers on with the technologies shaping the world of sports. To succeed in this business, you have to be ready for what's next. But the core of great sportscasting I don't think will ever change. And this program brings it all together. You're listening to Center Court with Hall of Famer Ralph Sampson. Center Court is presented by the Winner's Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation. Welcome back, Winner's Circle Network. Ralph Sampson. Ralph, I, I've told the story a hundred times, I'm sure, but I was it was my first trip to Cole Fieldhouse, my first trip to College Park, and I'd heard all the stories about the rivalry with you and Buck Williams, and somebody had painted a bed sheet, and they hung it, and I can't say exactly <laughs> what the bed sheet said, but it rhymes with Buck, and it said, Ralph, don't, <laughs> don't, uh, with Buck, and so that's, uh, that's all I can tell you as far as that, but that, that told me on that day on the bus, on the Virginia bus, that told me about the Virginia-Maryland rivalry. Well, Mac, you know, we we were driving up from Charlottesville to Cole Fieldhouse. We we drive into the front of campus, and that's all you saw, this big sheet <laughs> hanging out of the dorm, don't out, out with Buck, uh, and, and, and have my name on it. So, okay, yeah. great. So, you yeah. knew. Hey, Ralph, yeah. I mean, we we going to, we was going to the gym to, to have a practice. We knew they were ready to, ready to play. So, that was exciting. And only in ACC you can do that. I mean, I, I know other schools have rivals, whatever, but come on. The ACC back in that time, whatever, with Buck Williams and Albert King and Ernest Graham and Coach Giselle, with the left-hander waving his hand, it's, you know, uh, it's truly legendary. Did you guys talk? I mean, I know the ACC was so tightly knit, and I, you've talked about it a million times. Did you guys talk during games, trash talk, or uh, do you think you can stop that? Or, you know, you're going to – was there trash talk between Maryland and Virginia players? Absolutely. I mean, come you, you remember the, the segments between Ernest Graham and Lee Raker. Right. Uh, Ernest Graham throws the ball in Lee Breaker's face on the inbounds play. <laughs> yeah. and, and we knew we had to fight Maryland every time we played them. But Ernest Graham was the most probably talkative S-talker. <laughs> in uh, and you know, Albert King was more quiet. Buck was the for enforcer. But you knew you had to play in Coldfield. I love playing in Coldfield House. I mean, nothing better than other than the uh, University Hall. But the electricity in that arena was was very live. It's very very live. And the fans emulated their team, because Absolutely. I think the fans might have been the most boisterous, maybe the most vocal of any in the ACC at that time. I, I would agree that as well. I mean, I mean, and, and you know, and Buck said and whatever. I mean, it cannot can I, can I only imagine to play with them. I, I mean, I know what I know now. Uh, I mean, Maryland was could have been a good choice, but I'll never forget my career at UVA. <clears throat> but playing uh, playing against with Buck at the power forward, Ernie and Al, whatever, we just needed a point guard. 
as Buck alluded to, we probably would have won a couple of national titles at that point in time. <clears throat> the question was, and Lefty said it to 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 to, to T when they had the uh, gas meter on his head, right? Okay, could he have coached that team? So that was the funny part. That's great. Uh, before we go, the RMH Foundation is raising funds for the Hope Fund for Cancer Cure on April 21st from 6:30 a.m. to 8 o'clock at night. It's going to be kind of a, a donation day, right, Ralph? And especially during lunch, this is a, a foundation pretty close to your heart, right? Near and dear? Absolutely. So the whole fund was created uh, in honor of my, of my dad, still 84 years old, living, doing extremely well, because we want to provide people with medicine, uh, transportation, and healthcare initiatives at RMH and University of Virginia Hospital. So this is a day of giving at the RMH uh, Foundation and, and, and that uh, hospital in Harrisonburg. So stay tuned for more details on the uh, social media channels as well, but look forward to that day. All right. It's a great community give. It'll be April 21st from 6.30 a.m. to 8 p.m. Well, Ralph, this has been a lot of fun. I'll see you next week. Uh, have a good week uh, with the, you know, the finals and basketball. It's going to be a, a good week. You have a, a good one, and we'll be talking soon. We'll talk soon. See you next week. You've been listening to Center Court with Hall of Fame basketball player Ralph Sampson. Our podcast is available on the Believe Network at BLEAV.com. Center Court is presented by the Winter Circle Network and the Sampson Family Foundation. For more information, log on to SampsonFamilyFoundation.org. Uplift. Empower. Educate. Teamwork makes the dream work. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.